in my crib in a cup on the back road, hit the gas going fast. I'ma make the stacks blow, rolling smoke, dominoes, leaning on the top. What's up, buddy? What's up, bro? How you doing, man? <clears throat> I love hearing that music. We let it play a little today. Hey, I got some DoorDash coming, Eli. So uh sweet. It's about two minutes away. Sweet. So you got your eye on the door, right? Let's do it. You got it. Yes, sir. It's always so funny when DoorDash people come in here. It happens almost every week. Like, hey. And then they walk into this and they're like, oh, shit. No, <laughs> like, come on. The look Sit on down. their face. <laughs> yeah. What's that guy that ran that? Chris Hansen. Show? <laughs> no, no, no. Come Sit here. Back, come we've been, here. We've been waiting for you. Sit down. Thomas, is it? So, let me ask you. <laughs> <laughs> DoorDash, huh? So. That's awesome. When's that career coming? That's awesome. Listen, I can make that fucking joke by the way because i did lyft i did uber and lyft right while i was studying for my real estate license that's right and dude i was given here's what's fun here's what's cool i'm giving people rides friday nights thursday nights trying to make a buck while i'm getting licensed and you (laughs) you try not to say this you try not to do this okay okay but you still do it i still did it a couple times I'd pick people up. Hey, you know, how are you? Great, get in, cool. And, you know, you ask them how their night was or they ask you how you are. And, like, you know the famous cliche stripper saying they're just paying for college? Sure. Oh, I'm just doing this for tuition. Like, you're not even enrolled in school. Yeah. What do you mean, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and no one gives a fuck. Just strip. Yeah. Right? That's why, the right? Like, dude, there was a couple of times where I just caught myself talking to them and, Mentioning that I was getting my real estate license sure. while I was driving Lyft. Which is for sure like the male version of being <laughs> oh, a stripper. Dude. For sure. Listen. No one gives a fuck. And I needed that so bad. Mm-hmm. I needed to just not be cared about at all. Yeah. And to feel like I'm nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was good to feel that. And it just. Like. It exposes like, hey man, you're you're insecure about that right now. Mm. So you're mentioning it in hopes of someone giving you some positive reinforcement. And at the end of the day, dude, it doesn't matter. Just do your thing. Yeah, yeah. You know you. You know who you want to be. Who you're gonna be. Just get after it. You don't gotta explain why you're doing lift. Who cares? Yep. You know, um, there's plenty of guys I've met doing uh, DoorDash. Sometimes we'll see like some of my cars in the uh, driveway. Yeah. I've had a guy show me his car. Oh, really? And it's his. And he'll show plenty of pictures where you're like, oh, this dude does have that car. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you, so you like, you know, Uber Eats? Like, oh, yeah, I'm retired, man. I just like getting out. And you're like. Oh, that's cool. Dude's wealthy. Mm-hmm. Just like, so you, you just never know. And people just don't care, you know. But like, but here's what I have done when people say that to me when I'm in a Lyft or Uber now. I don't want to make them feel like I don't give a fuck because that's not mm, cool. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. wouldn't be authentic because when they're talking to me, I go, yeah. Hey, man, that's cool. Hey, check it out. Here's me. Mm-hmm. Here's mm-hmm. where I was at. And Eli, you've been around when I've shared that with people. Yep. I'll share it in a lift. Yep. Yeah, man, here I am right here. Mm-hmm. Here's this video. Doing, yep. There's the lift sticker on my car. Yeah. Hey, man, go crush. I'm excited for you. Like, I like being that because I used, I used to do that stuff, man, when I was, when I was uh, <clears throat> rebounding, I guess, whatever you want to call it, like. In transition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I knew, like, getting into it, I was like, I'm not going to be that dude. Brother, you, I think I did it two or three uh, times. Out of all, hundreds of lists I gave or whatever, yeah. like, only a couple times, like, that's not bad. Yeah. But I did it. And, and, and listen, dude, every time I did it, it was like, hear that? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like, they don't care. They don't believe you. You know, and it was like, why am I even saying that? Because, like, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. You know, just be who you are, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But, like, this is a funny story for right now. Because Uber Eats is you. coming in. Yep. But this also gets into our topic for today, guys. We're going to be talking about, and Eli can hear me, even though he's in the background grabbing our, our chicken and steak. Thanks, Eli. He's a trooper. Getting back into it. The reason I bring that story up is because it does, it does coincide with what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. We're talking about fear. And, and more importantly, I guess, or just moreover, we're talking about risk. 
and people's unwillingness to do so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and like, I'll give you guys some context so you can wrap this around your head and correlate it to your own risk or your own fear and what you're doing as a leader or <clears throat> on the side of risk. So there's been a pattern for probably the past year, maybe a year and a half of Elon and I growing our business. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pretty significant. And the common denominator. So if you're listening to this, someone's singling you out. I might be, I might be speaking about you, but it's, there's a pattern here for about a year and a half. So it's nobody specific of people joining our brokerage, people getting into real estate, people talking about it and like they're excited and they want to do it. They want to transfer. They want to come over or they want to get started. And they're excited about all the tools we have, right? The free online universities, the YouTube courses, the weekly training, everything. And then, but then there's this part of them where like they're coming from a salary position or some layer of comfort and through several conversations, right? And them being romanticized versus just cutting to the chase. They want you to take their risk on for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with it. Cause initially you want to like, man, whatever I can do for you, you're a good dude. Yep. You're crushing, you're doing some cool things. And, Initially, like you want to, right? But the reality is it's like, I remember selling everything off, dude. I remember, and and, and by the way, this is not a soapbox. This is not a brag. This is just, I'm going to talk to you guys about my low points. When I left Fit Republic, you know, like, cool. Yay, you're excited. You're going to be an entrepreneur. Dude, I went broke quick within 30 days, man. Like, we've talked about that story. Like, I had bills. I sold off two cars, got rid of my apartment. slept in my buddy's mom's pantry, you know? And like, I wasn't, and here's the thing. I wasn't worried about status. I wasn't worried about title. Like I'm good to go dark, dude. I'm so good to go dark and start over and sleep on the side of a fucking mountain. I didn't care. And I remember, man, I called a buddy up who was a cop with me. He's still a cop to this day. And um, I was like, Hey dude, let's meet up. got a gun. You know, you want to buy it? And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, dude, you want to buy it? He's like, I'll sell a rifle. And he's like, is that the rifle like you, you were a cop with, right? Because we keep rifles in the trunks. Whatnot. And I go, yeah. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm thinking he's asking a question like. Yeah, you're like, not a big deal. Just yeah. No, I'm just thinking like, oh, if he knows it's that one, he'll like it because that's a good rifle. Yep. He's like, yeah, man, I don't know if I need it, but like there might be some guys on the force mm-hmm. that would want I'll come take a look at it. And he pulls up, bro. We kind of turtle up car to car like cops do, even though I'm not in a cop car, obviously. And he looks at me, dude. He goes, hey. I go, what's up, bro? And he goes, are you okay? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Like, what do you mean? He's just like, bro, what are you selling your gun for? And I was like, gas money. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. And he's like, what? Because he's thinking, like, you're probably sentimentally partial. And I kept my pistol. I, I, I sold my rifle. He's like, man, like, everything's okay. It's going to work out. And I was like, dude, I'm on it, man. I got it. Like, dude, I was on a mission. I needed gas money to get back and forth from the brokerage, you know, and like sold it. I needed gas money. That's what it went for, you know. And I'm sleeping in that fucking pantry. Two weeks in real estate. We're in our little town home, you know. Kate paid for the first month and. I'm selling rifles for gas money and we're pregnant with our son. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but there was nothing but opportunity in front of me. And I saw it and I knew the work it was going to take to do it, but I'm leaning in and I'm in it, <clears throat> you know? And like people, I've gotten this question a couple of times. People ask, like one of our agents asked on, on my Instagram when I said, what are you struggling with? Sometimes I'll put those up. And he said, I'm struggling with, if I do everything you say to do, how you guys do it, that I'll be, that real estate will work out for me like it has for you guys. And I said, man, such a great question, such a great honest thing to say. And look, dude, it might might not. You might do everything how we do it, maybe even better. And it might not work out, you know, and like, hey, but I'm glad you brought that up, man, because I didn't know when I started, I didn't know real estate was going to work out. But I knew I would work out. Yeah. I knew like getting into real estate, just like getting into anything else. 
this is going to work or I'm going to meet someone or something within this that's going to take me in a different direction. It'll then work. Fitness brought me to real estate. How? Well, because I met people through fitness that were in real estate. So that, I, right, you, you pivot. Yep. And I just, man, like, I'm still in it to this day, but I remember the days of being broke. And I remember, like, how well I slept at night in a pantry. I slept good. Mm-hmm. I owned nothing. I had nothing. But, like, I knew what I was doing, man. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had to eliminate overhead, you know, and some people will talk. I've, I've heard some rebuttals from cops before where they're like, well, dude, you know, when you left the police department, you were 30, you had no kids, you know, like it was possible or, <clears throat> you know, now like I hear some stuff in real estate, like, oh, well, dude, you had a pantry. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. Okay. Like as my leg fucking cramps up on me, you had a pantry to go to like, dude, I got, I just got these bills. I got this mortgage and I'm, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm like, where do you live? Talk to me about your house. Dude, there's people that have $300,000 of equity on their home. Yep, just chilling. They won't sell their home and live in an apartment. Or just get a fucking... They won't sell their home and fucking rent. Or do uh, get a HELOC, put three hundred grand in the fucking bank as a savings, right? As a cushion. There's like, something there's about their so status, their title, their appearance, or whatever, right? Like, I'm just like, man, you know, and... It's interesting, right? Because like the fear and, and, and the risk of what things are is exactly what forges who you are, Yep. right? Yep. And then you get to a certain level of success and you want to start helping everybody create their future like you've created yours. But then you're like, you start giving them things you didn't have to get to where you are. And that's Okay. Right? Like we've got courses, we've got free training, we've got online universities, we've got weekly training for our agents. Like these are all tools, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, hey, you're going to save five years. Yep. That, the, yeah, shorten the time span. They can ho- short, you're hopefully short, short, shorten right, the time span. We got tools that are going to shorten your time span. We've got this that's going to do this for you. The one tool I will not pull out is I will not do it for you and I will not burden your risk factor. Mm-hmm. Like and take away the risk factor. No, no. And it's that, cause that's a risk in and of itself. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, now I'm just eating shit, right? Like you, what do you want me to fucking put you on salary so you can go to real estate school? Yeah. Well, and it's a risk for them too, because like you said, they don't, they're not going to have that fucking fuel. What they don't understand is like, I won't take that yeah. from, from them. And like, initially they might think that like, that's, they're bummed or they wish I would, or they think it's like an ego thing. It's like, no man, that's the one thing that's going to fuel you to get it. And that's, that's the one thing that's going to serve you to build who you need to be at the next level. Like dude, you and I are ready for the next level because we're built now. Mm-hmm. And then now we're prepared to take on more. Mm-hmm. Right. But like who you become along the way, like there's a reason why process matters, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you don't drop you, you don't you don't put somebody into it like an, an extraordinary moment and then not have reps prior to and expect Mm-mm. them to, to execute. The trainer cannot go lift the weights for you. No, man. Right. And like everything we've learned along the way from being flat broke and raising our babies while being flat broke and building who we are now, like it's built us into the person that's understands pivots, understands audibles. You know, knows the direction to move, how to move, when to move, why to move, because we've been paying attention to it through the process, mm-hmm. right? So we know how we've got to grow. If you just drop somebody off, right? Like if you don't teach somebody land navigation, right? And you just drop them off at the top of some fucking mountain, like, brother, they're not finding, they're not, they don't know reverse azimuth. They don't know. It's not going to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you can't just drop somebody off at success, right? You, you can't, man. And like, but the interesting thing I want to talk about today is like, and we'll be talking about this at our event, Mindset and Marketing. I want to talk about like why people won't, mm-hmm. you Dude, know? Well, here's, a, here's another factor to that. Why aren't people talking about the risk of staying where they're at? The- I call that cost. Yeah. Yeah. Because people sometimes will ask me, like when I'm on a phone call, and they ask me the cost of our course, mm-hmm. our YouTube course. 
I say, man, hey, I say, hey, great question. Talk to me about where you're at right now. Yep. Talk to me about where you're struggling. Talk to me about what you can't afford. I have them talking about vacations. I have them talking about private school. I have, I have them talking about all these things that they want to accomplish. And I say, great, man. Like we've, we've discovered cost. Mm-hmm. The cost of not having it is this. The cost of 2500 bucks is your potential to make $800,000 plus in your first year doing it like we did. Right. And seven figures a year from then on. Right. So depending on how you look at cost, if you're going to get stuck behind 2500 bucks, and, re- and like look at the other side of the fence of like, what's your cost of not doing something? I just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like I, I, I constantly try to discover, right? Like, hey, what made me be like, be okay to sell my cars. My apartment was on the last month, which was great. So I didn't have to break a lease. I was getting, out, but I got out of it. And like, what made me okay to sleep in a pantry, man? Like, I'm not, I'm not fixed on status. I'm not fixed on title, you know? And like part of the Marine Corps, part of, you know, like what Navy SEALs talk about and stuff is like, we're going to break you down. You're going to have nothing left but this disciplined individual that understands and knows how to go make something of, of themselves. So if, if a decade later you have nothing but you, well, that's all you need, right? Like there's been studies, man, on people that have won the lottery and lost it all. None of them have ever gotten it back. No. And a lot of zero percent, a lot of them go into a worse spot. They than go they into bankruptcy. Before. Yeah. So that I, I, was, I can't, I, I should cite it. So it's, forgive me. But there was a study I was reading about people who had won the lottery and then filed for bankruptcy, right? Zero percent of people that have won the lottery and been in the millions, lost it all, filed for bankruptcy. None of them have bounced back Not, and made it They back. had no skills. Zero percent. Yeah. Unless but they won the lottery again. Business owners, entrepreneurs that have been millionaires who filed for bankruptcy. It's like well over 80 or 85 percent of them became millionaires again. Yep, because they got the skills. But you get the skills, though. By taking the risk and leaning into your fear and becoming the vehicle, Absolutely. right? The person that you need to be in order to be that skill set, right? Like, Absolutely. And I just, man, I get so, I get so wrapped up in like the, the, the social study of people not wanting to lean into that, you know? Mm-hmm. And we had a great mm-hmm. conversation with some guys not too long ago, some partners and I politely made this comment. It was very productive, very polite, but we were asking them their breakdown. Hey, do you guys do stuff like me and Eli? Me and Eli are 50-50, man, on everything that we do, right? Minus coaching, you you do include yourself with some of that. The majority of it's me, and, and you're just like, yeah, dude, do your thing. Half of me doesn't think you want to be involved in it yeah, anyway, yeah, right? Like, yeah, you got more important shit going on. But everything else in business, man, like, we're 50-50, and we're asking them, and they're not, and that's okay, and we asked him if they were willing to. And, hey, this one guy that's got to cover some salary as he closes the gap and comes over, like, is there a way? It's like, and there was reluctancy. Mm-hmm. And then I politely just told that partner of that guy, like, hey, man, if you're not willing to put any skin in the game for your own partner, why would I? Yeah, great example. Why would I? Yeah. Like, why do you want me to shoulder his burden, but you don't? Mm-hmm. There's this, and it's like, it's a great question. Is it coming from a place of entitlement? Of you guys think you're such a big opportunity for us that we should? I don't know. Because I'm going to tell you this, man. I've told it to other people that have not panned out. That that thought they were an extraordinary value add. And maybe they are, but they didn't put the work in. So it doesn't matter what you're, what you're capable of. It's what you're willing to do, mm-hmm. right? Mar- uh, Mike Tomlin talks about that. Head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Doesn't give a fuck about your, your potential and your talents. What you're willing to do in order to expose that, right? And we've had that. And like people, it's like, you know, they want you to like bet on them or it's like, listen, man, I do this for a living. So if you're telling me that I'm the risk for you, cause you know, oh, we're getting into this and you know, you guys are doing a lot for us, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, yeah, man, there's a little risk, but dude, there's a body of work you and I have. We do this for a living, dude. You're jumping into this. You might not like it in 60 days. Yep. You might not like it in 90 days. Yep. You might not be good at it. You might not have, the testinal fortitude for that. And guess what? A lot of them haven't. And this is why I'm not throwing fucking money at you. Like you could be a great opportunity, but we still have to build you and we still have to build everything for you. So it's like, and do you see it time and time again from Heisman trophy winners, 
best quarterback in college football, flat on their face in the NFL. Mm. Like you just don't know where their capacity's at. Yep. You just don't know what that's going to look like. And this is why you see more guys get traded that have produced a body of work, and they'd rather go after a certain veteran quarterback while they can get their hands on a, a rookie coming through the draft that can then be behind somebody. Look at the Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers. You got Brett Favre. You get Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers sits behind Brett Favre for four years. Yep. Right? Then Aaron Rodgers is a starter. He's a stud. Then you got Jordan Love. Then Jordan Love studied behind Aaron Rodgers for three or four years. And he's solid right now. His first year with, with the lack of players they had, like they made it to the playoffs. He's got a great ball. He throws great. Still a lot of growing to do, but arguably a better first season than John Elway or Brett Favre yeah. or fucking Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, so it's like, I don't know. It's just, right? But like what I'm really trying to dive into and what I, what I want like our listeners to think about is like, what's your hang up? You know, like... You know Justin, Justin mm-hmm. Martin, right? I remember when I was first starting real estate, buddy. Justin saw me mess around his website. <clears throat> so he calls me. Some number I don't know. I was like, oh, he's like, hey. Just calling. I was like, oh, Justin, I was like, you own iHomes, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you fucking call me? Dude, it was like 930 at night. What is it? And, and they you, were calling. You had just submitted a lead or something? like. As I a, am a yeah. lead, I guess, because I'm on his website as yeah. an agent. Yeah. So he knew. He, he knew I was a realtor. Yeah. We get to talk, and he's like, oh, dude, I know Fit Republic. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you around, because Justin came from the fitness world, right? So, so this is the first call you guys first had, fucking like, call ever had. Okay. you've ever had, right? And he's like, oh, dude, I know you. Like, yeah, because I've seen Fit Republic around. Yeah. You know, and, and Justin was at 24-Hour Fitness for a while, so mutual, you know, mutual friends or acquaintances or whatnot, and cool. And I, this is the first brokerage I was ever at, right? So I, I go in, and Dude, I, remember, I was talking to him this morning about this. I go in and I'm a little nervous because it's like, man, we just got to our little townhome that Kate paid the first month rent on. Haven't made a buck driving this car around that my mom signed for. And when I went in, I was like, hey, man, I got introduced to you through a buddy who worked here. And that buddy had been on a salaried position with Justin. Yeah. Um, because Justin knew him from 24-Hour Fitness. And, you know, Justin brought a couple guys over for leadership, put them on salary, and it just did not work out. It's like it's not the same thing we're talking about today is what he was figuring out six fucking years, seven years ago. Yep. He's already figured it out. But I said, man, I'm not necessarily asking for that. But, uh, you know, like, I just don't know if I need, like, a little cushion just to buy myself a little time to just, you know, get going. And he's like, well, you know, like, Here's my thoughts on it. Here's what I've discovered. You know, and he's like, but listen, man, I know you're a different guy. I've, I've seen you build it. And he's like, look, and this is, I'm giving a cut to the brokerage, right? He's a brokerage owner. Sure. And he said, I'll tell you what, if you need a little, I'll give you half up front once you get something under contract. So if you can get a house under contract, mm, okay, let's say it's a $10,000 commission and you know, you got to pay the brokerage or whatever. So, let, let, but let's say your your commission is going to be ten grand. Okay, I'll give you five grand up front and float you. So it's still my money, but he's just yep. going to pay it to me because it takes thirty days to close on a home, right? Yep. And he says, "Hey, I'll I'll float it. So it's your own money, but I'll float it once it goes under contract." Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, and. I'm going to articulate this in a humble way, but also just remembering like who the fuck I'm trying to be and what I want to be. And <clears throat> so when I'm starting real estate, right? Like I'm new. So Justin's a boss. And, and so there's some hierarchy there, which is fine. Yeah. But as men, as men, no, I've been through the Marine Corps. I've been through police work. Like, no, I'm an experienced adult male. Yep. I don't see you as bigger than me. And dude, this is just personal. So it's preference, I guess, right? So there's no wrong answer here. I'm just going to give you my answer. I didn't like how I felt even asking for that. Yeah. I didn't like it. And as I was walking out, my fucking, it started to sink in. And my brain started to just kind of reflect on it. And it's like, Will, what are you even asking for here? Mm -hmm. Like, take the money out of it. What are you asking for? 
I'm like, and I knew, dude, I knew, I knew risk. I knew earning stuff. I knew the fear. I knew the tool that that is. And it's like, ah, and like on the way, on the way home, I sit in the, I'm sitting in the parking lot. I went and saw him in the evening, like 730, dude. I'm sitting in the parking lot by myself that evening in this, the car my mom signed for. Mm -hmm. And I just retracted it. And I said, hey, man, appreciate our conversation. This is where I'm going to be. But disregard. Disregard. And, dude, I just went and put the fucking work in. Got my first home under contract within two weeks. Yeah, fuck yeah. You remember Lori Lee? Yep, yep. And uh, closed on it. That was the first of 34 deals my first year. You know, like, but it was like that self-talk, dude. We, we... We let ourselves off, and I'm not. I'm not immune to it. We let ourselves off the hook so many times, bro. And like, even though he was offering it, and like, hey, that's cool, you know. But I just, I didn't even like how vulnerable mm-hmm. I felt asking for it. Yep. I also don't want to abuse asking for something, right? Like, if I ask you, Eli, for money mm-hmm. or for something, or if I ask Tosh for a favor or for money or something, like. I need to exhaust every ounce of my fucking being. And then if you need help in life, that's okay. That sleeping in a pantry and not having to pay rent was help. Yep. Right. That was my, one of my best friend's mom. She was also a cop or I was a cop, you know, and like that was help. And I didn't have another tool that was help. But if somebody gives you money, like these things are okay in life, Mm -hmm. you know, but at what point, you know, is it, is it something that's, that's dire or something that, is really just going to feed some comfort to you. And it's the very fuel you need to stay vigilant and sharp through your own process. And guess what? On the other side of that, once you start making the money and getting back on top in your new gig, nobody fucking gave you a thing. Mm -hmm. You earned it. And you know, on the inside, you just haven't done everything you've done. And from my experience, man, people that have wanted that dude, like they didn't, they didn't put the work in. And there's a couple people these past six months, past 12 months, it's not anybody individual, but there are, there's a handful of folks that you and Eli, you and I have had, have, have come across great folks. They didn't do the work mm-hmm. and it proved, it proved that point, you know, and it's like, Hey, that's why we don't just go giving money to somebody, man. Like, cause now that's money that's not coming back. What's the contract on that? So subjective, you know, like, yeah. and I'm not in it for that. I don't want my, like I, I risk my own, right? Like, if we walk away from something, you can have anything we've given you. Yep. I don't need it back. That's not how this works. You know, like I'm not spending time and energy trying to get something like that back. I'm just moving on and I'll shoulder my own loss. I'll stomach it, have it charity. But it's just like, man, like people are literally handing over their fuel tank. So what you did there to dissect it a little bit, like your thought process that you just walked us through with, you know, asking Justin for, for, you know, the thing, but then you went back and you reflected taking the money out of it. And you went back and reflected on things that you had done in the past, Mm -hmm. right? In terms of successes that you'd have, you'd proven to yourself that, Hey, you're, you're, you're not this person. You are capable. I had come to a point in the car when I texted Justin back and said, Hey dude, disregard. I come to a point knowing myself enough to know, I'm not saying that I might not need it. Right. I don't know. But what I was saying is I haven't, I haven't exerted myself in all aspects to be accurate in asking for a favor. If I'm going to ask for help or ask for a favor, you know, like, like you should use it, like use your timeouts in the fourth quarter yeah, fucking course. wisely. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't just go asking for favors, man. You only get so many, Yeah. you know? And like, and I just knew like, man, I like, Hey, we have a home. We're good there. I got, you know, I had a, I had a, a rebate from the car and I had, you know, some money from selling that gun for gas money. And it's like, Okay, if I spend no money, because I think I had like 1100 bucks from selling that gun, mm-hmm. that rifle, and had a, a rebate from the car, I probably had 2000 2000 bucks in the bank. So if I spend no money at all, you know, like I'm okay on gas money for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And we drive a lot in real estate. Don't think you won't blow fucking two grand on gas. And I was driving everywhere at that point, right? But the yeah. point is, it's like, man, I, like, 
I'm, I'm a little stressed, but it's like, no man, like, but you have time. You, you have time to put yourself productively into this pressure and just dude, this is an opportunity to, to, to test yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I get my first deal under contract in two weeks that closes in 30 days. Yep. So go, f- so, you know, that's a total of six weeks from starting. That was my first closing. It was, I think I made like eight or 10 grand on it. You know, I think the house was like four fifty. How nice is getting that check though? You know, just that little bit of yeah. like, Oh fuck. <sighs> okay. I proved it. I pr- just if that we were one. comparing this to touch, but I that mean, jujitsu, sorry. <laughs> I get mixed up what you call it. If we we're comparing this to jujitsu, you ever been grappling a guy that's just big and strong and you're able to create a little bit of space between his body and yours yep, yep. just so you can breathe. Yep. Just to catch your breath. Like you're not winning. You're not on top yet. You literally snuck a hand in and shifted from one side, like from flat to side. Yep. Just so you can breathe a little. Yep. That's what it was. Yep. I was able to just go, okay, I'm good. I'm good. And we didn't have a lot of bills back then. So for me, I'm like looking at that like fuck taxes, fuck dude. everything. If this ten this ten grand, oh, this will last me a year. That's what if it I is, need though, it dude. to. It's the it's that it's that comfort in that, mm-hmm. and that's the best jujitsu player. I just man. caught. I just seem to catch. But like this just is what people. Are, everyone sees like a bigger picture. They're so focused on winning the match. No, in the, that moment that you're in, you just need to catch your like just create some space so you can put some air in your fucking and lungs. reflect back on times when you've like mm-hmm. overcome situations like that, where it's like, you don't even need this win. You no. just need to breathe. And like for us, man, that's where I think we do extremely fucking well. And dude, I've been in situations frequently where yeah. like the account is overdrawn and we come in to like something that man could be good for the business. Yeah. And then it's that running the risk of like, okay, there's the risk of staying where I'm at overdrawn bank account can't fucking pay bills fucked right yeah and then the risk well, of, you're already fucked so exactly. you might as well like and then the risk of going three grand more in debt but then the potential upside over here run that cost analysis and it's man to, to, to people like us you know to you and i it's 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 easy decisions you just can't let lack of money or your immediate circumstance cloud your judgment for something that's in front of you that could be the opportunity because there's real risk staying where you're at if you've got 100%. a cush corporate job and you're making 300 grand a year you may think that that's safe look back oh, at man. covid the second they decide that yeah. it's not in benefit of them to have you anymore you're you're fucking out of there dude 100 it's like, so risky and i feel it's like well hey how do you hey you know will or eli how did you build a person that could believe in yourself that way you know what i mean like hey how did you guys withstand certain things, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, man, I've been reflecting on some of that. Cause like, what about people that have never been in those situations? Right. Well, that was the Marine Corps for me. So my answer to that would be the people and circle you put yourself in. Right. Cause like when I was going through boot camp, dude, they, they even just at basic level boot camp. I know, I know special operations and stuff. It's so romantic to talk about, but I don't want to disregard you know, the opportunity and power that just boot camp for the Marine Corps can be for somebody. Cause it was for me mm-hmm. and being a part of the infantry community. Mm-hmm. It was for me. They're going to bring you past your own mental breaking point. Right. But they're there to rebuild you, you know? So if you've never really been in those circumstances where you can self induce it and maybe getting into entrepreneurship or getting into real estate, it's like your first time, exposing yourself to like real risk and you know having to stomach things you got to get around the right people in the right circle mm-hmm. you have to because those are going to be the guys that are like hey i've been there and i've done that here's how you navigate it and i'm not going to do it for you but here's how you got to navigate it and here's how you got to get through it and this is what you do yeah you know like that's step one and as you have people help you and you listen to it. You know, like I was talking to a guy that I coach. I think it was last night. And he hasn't been doing some things I've been asking him to do. Mm-hmm. One simple one is um, specific posts and it's different stuff on his Instagram. Of sharing a story. You know, and I said, hey, man, what you're going through right now and, and how well you're doing it and how well you're navigating it. And I've been, I've been in this corner coaching him for these past couple months. He's doing well. I'm like, brother, 
you need to share this story and document who you are because this is permission for the next guy mm-hmm. going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to document your journey, man. You, you can't wait till you win. And then you try to go back and tell everybody how you did. Just show it. You have the opportunity to show it. It's so powerful. And if you go to mine, yeah, man, I'm fucking in a pantry driving Lyft on my Instagram. It's still on there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, cool. No, hey, that's I get it. And then he's going to this real estate thing and sent me this the story, the video. Didn't post it. I said, hey, man, I've said it. You got to do it, you know, and send it to you for what, what was he sending it to you? Like, for like me. a few or just, yeah, just for me to see okay. what he's up to, yeah, but okay. he didn't share it on a story, you know? And so I sent him a post. I sent him a Facebook post. I yeah. said, see this post, this post got me four off market homes. Mm-hmm. Do you know why realtors send me their off market homes versus wholesalers or somebody else? Because they've seen me documenting who I am and what I'm up to for years. And they know, like, and trust who I am as a person. I'm consistent on my social enough to where I'm top of mind and I'm relevant. They trust me with their business and I'm not here to just fuck them over. And they send it to me. And I said, that's going to be you one day. But right now, we're just at a place of just getting you to share and document what you're doing. We're not, you're not asking for off market properties. You're not asking for ugly homes. You're Mm -hmm. not like, you're not doing all these things, but like, it doesn't start there. My shit started Hey, guys, happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't be romantic how you make your money. Do what you have to do in order to do what you want to do, right? Like I'm just sharing what I'm doing, and I'm giving permission people to do it themselves, but I'm also just, I want people to know who I am, right? Mm-hmm. I'm explaining all of this. He's like, oh, yeah, I know, man. I get that. And I said, hey, cool, man. But I'm your coach, right? At some point, man, you got to get to where I don't need to explain this bigger fucking picture to you. And how all of this works in order to justify you doing it or not. Yeah. I need you to run the fucking play. Yeah. Trust the process. Run the fucking play. Like, I don't need to keep explaining this, you know? Yeah. And like, it's that, man. It's like people get so hung up. But you got to get around the right people. But th- what I'm getting back to, though, is like when you are around the right people and the right circle that can help you through something like this, you got to run your play. Mm-hmm. You're not going to give value to the people helping you. Yep. And I've been there before. Like, man, like I want to I wanna give them something in return. I'm so thankful for the help. Sometimes the only thing you can give somebody in return is just showing them that you're taking action on what they do. Yeah, bro. Yeah, because like, look, yeah. I, don't, like, I, don't need, I don't need fucking, I don't need a deal. I don't need, like, mm-hmm. no, 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 just fucking, hey, man, just, just do what I'm coaching you to do. That's enough, yep. right? Like, you showing me that I'm not wasting my time opening my mouth to you is enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cool, but. It's so important that you got to run the play, man, because a lot of people get themselves, you know, around the right people. I'll read you guys a couple of text messages. I'm just I'm not mentioning names and I love these guys. Right. So it's it's no bash. But I'll read another one. Yeah, this it, is a, another guy that I coach and, you know, really good dude, man. And he, he takes well to it and he's doing well. and He's growing, but he's got a lot of growing to do. <clears throat> See if I can find it without, I, without taking too much time and I can't. Here's the synopsis of it. I was checking him again on just some details and okay. just things he's not paying attention to that I've already spoken about. And so I'm kind of like, I'm not cussing him out. I'm just ripping, you know, but like, um, man, dude, like when you guys coach with me, I'm dotting I's and crossing T's, man. Yep. Like we're, we're diving in and we're doing a great job at it. We're, and there's a standard. And as I'm kind of checking him on it through text messages, like, no, nah, man, you know, just so you know, I'm taking this in all well, you know, and like, I, I know, I know this comes from a good place and it's, it's, you know, it's the ass kicking I need and it's motivating. And my response was like, hey, buddy, I don't give a fuck. Yep. I don't care how you're taking it. Yeah. I don't care how you're fucking taking it. What you don't realize is I'm about to refund you. Like, oh, you're with me for six months? Yeah. All right. You got two months left. I'm, I'm, I'm literally counting fucking dollars in my head, running the math. And Eli will attest to this. I've given people their fucking money back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is counting dollars in my fucking head. I got two months left with this guy. What? What's that dollar? Yep. Because you know what I'm going to do? And it's not just about money. Don't get weird. But here's what I'm doing. I'm running a time cost analysis of your pattern of behavior and what I've had to do or remind you or or recharge you again or check dumb shit. It's like, man, you're too casual. Mm-hmm. You can feel it in me right now. I'm already elevated just talking about it. You're too fucking casual. And I'm having to say too many fucking things too many fucking times. But, hey, you're taking it well. No. 
You need to take fucking action. I better never open my fucking mouth about this again. And if you had any sense, you'd realize, man, if you're, if you're, if you're appreciative of the circle that you're in, you fucking work your ass off and do everything. And I'm telling this, you know, like not how I'm talking right now. I don't, that's, you know, but I'm telling my, I, I told him, dude, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you too many fucking things, too many fucking times. You need to get down and get your fucking head straight. I don't care if you had to wear a fucking quarterback wristband with the top five mental plays you need today. Do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do. And I sent him some screenshots of text messages between me and Tosh. Mm. I said, read mine. They're in the blue. What do you notice about them? Right? And I said, words are capitalized and need to be capitalized. Punctuations are where punctuations need to be. Periods are where periods need to be. You know what that says, man? That says when I'm taking somebody's time that I look up to, I'm showing through demonstration it's thought out and it's articulated appropriately so I can do the best that I can to articulate what I'm asking so when he reads this, it takes him the minimal amount of time to be able to understand what I'm asking and he can see the care behind it on just a minute level of just grammatically writing a fucking paragraph appropriately. Yep. Right? Like the person I'm talking about, I love him, but he had to edit it three, four fucking times because I... The first time he wrote, I'm like, brother, I don't, like, I kind of see what you're getting at, but I'm not making sense of this part. What does this mean? Yep, taking more time. Then he edits it. He's like, I added it. And it's still, and I'm like, now I'm cussing you out because I've had to read it three fucking times. Yep. And it's like, brother, you're asking for help on something that's going to make you 200 plus thousand fucking dollars. And you're not ready for it. I'm ready for it because I've done these things. And I know the area guides. I know the landing pages. I know everything that you're going to have to do for this. You can't even just sit down and pause and write me a proper fucking text. Because, dude, you're asking me about developers and you're asking me about something big, right? So it's like you have to explain it. This is not like a, what's up, bro? How's the weekend, playa? Yeah, yeah. It ain't that. Like, you're asking me a real question, like, brother. And he's like, no, man, I get it, dude. Like, I need to just, I get so excited. I just, I text it. And it's like, brother. If you can't pay attention to details here, you're going to miss details speaking appropriately yes, and sir. creating things that are professional and that are nip tuck, you know, for this opportunity. And I, dude, I tell people all the time, reps, mm-hmm. reps, man, like the little ones matter, right? Like I'm talking to Kate in the sauna this morning. She hates it. <laughs> hates the sauna or hates you talking in the sauna? <laughs> she hates that I can talk in the, to- in the sauna and, and it's baking in there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It gets mentally kind of seventy got, plus, and then it turns back yeah, on. Yeah, and it's just firing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm just you know, and it's she's like Diesel like, Day. If someone tried talking to me at Diesel Day. It's like I was talking her into nope. Diesel Day. <laughs> you want to talk about a double, double negative? Not only was I talking in the song, I was talking about oh, Diesel Day. No, but I was talking to her about something, uh, and um, she just didn't want to. Yeah, and I said, "Hey, that's exactly why you should." She's like, "I'll do it tomorrow." And I go, "See that? See that?" And I go, "Understand." At the, mo- at the most small, casual level, we're practicing something. And I said, hey, don't worry about doing it. Just be open-minded to p- the perspective. I'm-. And she did, man. She was open-minded. And it's like that rep right there, is, that's, every time you do that, it's conditioning you to be okay with that. That's going to show up when it matters just as much as it shows up and you, you habitually do it when it doesn't. No, it reminds me of a really good phrase that I just love. It goes like, how you do one thing yeah, is fuck. how you do everything. <laughs> Which is not true, right? Like people tend to, people tend to do the things uh, they want to do way better do. than the things they don't. But, I mean, esen- but essentially, yes, yes. In some aspects. Reps, it, reps matter, man. They do. And, yeah. I, and, and when you contextualize that statement like that, it's true. In these lanes, But yeah. if you're too vague with how you do one thing is how you do everything. No, man, how Warren Buffett does his business is not how he does his business. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking hot. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just not. But the way you contextualize it, that's true. But, like, people just have to understand, like, you don't show up for yourself when it's a big deal. Yep. You know, like, you don't not train and not prepare. And like, oh, but, hey, if a dangerous situation happens, the adrenaline's going to hit me and I'm going to be fucking G.I. Joe. No, you're fucking not. You're going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, you got to train, you know? Yep. And it's whether it's for, you know, defending our country or just. Dude, just your your behaviors day in and day out and being the best version of yourself. You don't practice that and show up and, and attempt that on a, on a big moment. You yeah. don't practice on opportunities, buddy. Yeah. You practice on your damn self, right? 
and this is what I'm like opening him to, but like what people have to understand is like, you gotta, everyone's so open to talking about the circles they should be in nowadays. They're not saying one thing about, you gotta earn that fucking circle, man. Yep. I don't mean money. I don't mean weird shit. I just mean, if you're the smallest person in a circle, the least you could do is just show that you care and you show that you care by the effort and attention to detail and, and intention that you have going into it. Yes, sir. Right. And like I, pro- dude, I told, and you can attest to this. I told this, I told this guy, I said, brother, if I fucking messaged that text message to Tosh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even get a response. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. True. Period. True. It's like how, you know, but like it's, and it seems minute and I get it, but guess what? The higher and higher you get in circles and the more proficient, more proficient level of people you get around, the more those, those, those things are hypervigilant to, because they know if it's showing up here, you can't pay attention right here to just show that you care that it matters. It's not going to matter when it needs to matter. Mm -hmm. Like folks that are higher level, right? The outliers, they do see those things. I just, people just have to understand that. Right. But if you haven't gone through your own, if you haven't been forged through your own fire, then you got to get around people that can help you navigate your first one, right? Because mm-hmm. I guess my first one was Marine Corps, or I guess boot camp. Sure. And there's some yeah. other ones, but then you know you get more forged, and then you can you know, and then you get to a point where like, yeah, man, when I decided to leave the Republic and I'm I'm selling all my shit off. I don't care about title. I don't care about status. I know who the fuck I am. And not only do I know who I am, I'm going to share it publicly, just so I can show you guys how to win, start to finish. I got it, but. Mm-hmm. That was like a time where like, hey, I'm okay to self-induce this fire because I understand what the pressure does to me. And then as I was doing that, I got a little scared. I got a little nervous. I'm asking Justin when I first get to my first brokerage, hey, what do you think of this? And within 15 fucking minutes, I didn't even like how it came out of my mouth. And I knew I cannot be asking another man for a favor if I haven't exerted Mm -hmm. my entire being yet. Yep. And I'm like, man, I'm just scared. I'm just nervous. I'm reaching stop it and get back and focus on the work and just see now that you have an opportunity to work at this brokerage, just see what the leadership and what the work does for you. Mm-hmm. And it did plenty. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I never mm-hmm. needed it. But like, even though I knew I was putting myself into that fire, sometimes you get weak. Sometimes you get, and I was reaching, I was reaching in that moment. Right. Two weeks go by. Right. And we're also pregnant with our first kid, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, dude, you want to talk about selling guns for gas money Yeah, dude, and being pregnant yep. and, but I'm not saying how cool I am. I'm really trying to get people to hone in on like what a gift that was, mm-hmm. bro. It's true. And like you and I know, because we've been through it. I want you to share some of yours as well today. When you see that person on the other side, where they're still on that side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the gift it is and you know how much they're going to be so appreciative that they didn't take a handout if they're willing to do the work, but if they're not willing to do the work and then that means they're not with us because we decide not to be with them or they decide to go somewhere else. That's okay. Because if you are going to sit around and do nothing until somebody gives it to you, I don't want you a part of the organization. Like, I don't need that energy. I don't need that. Hum- like, I don't know, man. I need you having each other's backs when it matters mm-hmm. and you're displaying that you won't. Right. And it's like, I can't, but it's dude, it's a gift. I'm you not, have to embrace it. Right. I get so curious about their mentality about their current situation, because the stories that you're referencing, not one of those people actually have zero fucking dollars no are actually hundred thousands of dollars in debt like dude, right you're talking to sit, the pattern of people we've seen for the past year yeah there's like, about 10 of them there's and nobody and, individual and even still like a lot of people i'm sure listening to this podcast that yeah. think that it is a big risk to ch- move brokerages or to change careers or something and they do have four hundred thousand dollars of equity in their home and they do have yeah. three years worth of emergency reserves like there's so many people out there that are so risk adverse yeah. when if you boil it on their situation, you're like, what the fuck? Like, dude, you like, I, I have no idea like what that, what that is. You know, yeah. when a lot of the decisions that we've made, the biggest ones we've made have been when we were literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt or yeah. zero fucking dollars. 
kids, the whole deal. Right. And you're broke. You're not poor. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember who yep. said that. I think Cat Williams said that to a comedian because she was asking for something. Certain, and he's like, you know why you're not getting any gigs? You're getting this. You're getting that. Because like, you're, you're acting desperate. Mm. And he's like, you ain't poor, girl. You're broke. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of confused or whatnot. And I'm paraphrasing, right? But then he told her, you're funny. You got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. Girl, you're just broke right now. You just mm-hmm. don't got money. But you're yeah. not poor. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. all of these qualities. You just need to start acting like who the fuck you are and stop chasing it. Stop acting desperate. And it comes. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who it is, but she's a famous, famous comedian. And, you know, like that's dude, that's powerful, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm curious. You left for the audience, too. Right. I know I talk a ton and I appreciate you letting me have our stage. Everyone's heard my inside now, right? Like Marines and all this hardcore shit and fucking oh. get through it, forge the fire, whatever, whatever. You have none of the ex- these experiences, but I'm just going to say on this mic, right? Like, buddy, a lot of times, man, you are able to fly. <clears throat> like if we were Top Gun, remember the movie Top Gun? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay? yeah. Yep, yep. Like one of us is Tom Cruise, one of us is Iceman, whatever. Right? Sure, yeah, yeah. You know how like the whole, you know, like the danger zone, right? Like you, you can't be- fly below a certain feet. Yeah, yeah. Like don't go below ten thousand feet. Or yeah, don't go below. There's a word for that. A thousand feet, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Like you're flying. Below. They call it the floor or something like that. Whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You're able to fly lower, <laughs> and and still and still you you have more equanimity than I do. <laughs> That's not what that is. Then I yeah, <laughs> like I think so. you uh, just you you navigate that and manage your stress with that, I think better than I do. You know, you might not, you might argue that, but I, dude, we've both been broke. We've both been the same broke. And it, whether you internalize it and I just don't know about it and you want to hang yourself, I don't fucking know. Right? I hope you don't. Right? <laughs> no, if no. you, if you die, I'll kill you. Okay. So, but it's, it's interesting because you don't have any of the background that I do, Yeah, yeah. but you're still, dude, you're fucking hard, bro. Like you, you navigate that super well. And I'm curious, even for myself, like, you know, my story is my story. I've gotten mine how I've gotten mine. Like, what's yours? How do you feel like you've gotten yours, man? Man, so for those of you guys that don't know. Um, you were a drummer in a rock I've band. Been, well, no, I've been in. Half naked chili peppers. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Uh, I mean, I've been in massive amounts of debt multiple times and climbed so out maybe i'm just dumb maybe it's like, oh, I'm, I decided to do business with a guy that like, <laughs> is like, he's not as like hypervigilant as he should be toward real uh risk like actual risk and problems no it's like eli there's a fire yeah oh hey there's a fire (laughs) eli you're on fire like oh fuck like it'll fizzle out it'll fizzle out so maybe you're better at it than me or maybe you're just like desensitized and it's all the marijuana you smoke well it's it's been a couple things so first of all i do and always have uh since i was a man young adult just had a, a stupid amount of like blind faith of like hey I'm going to make it and everything's going to be okay, right? I'm going to make it. Like that's never been a question, a doubt, not even a fucking 1% sliver of a doubt that I'm ever not going to make it, okay? So that's always been a thing, um, which has always kind of given me confidence to just figure stuff out. You also don't need a lot. Uh, What do you mean? Now that I have a lot of stuff, I just yeah, yeah, I yeah. like driving cars or whatever. But some oh, we have just, in common. We just don't need a lot of shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. Some people no. won't, dude. Some people won't sell their house mm-hmm. or reef or whatever because of like status, not because they have to show their neighbor yeah, the status, but even for themselves. Like, dude, we've I never needed. Yeah, we don't need anything. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm not worried about that at all. So, like a stupid amount of blind faith uh, that I'm going to make it. Everything's going to be okay. We were having that conversation earlier mm-hmm. about things just ultimately working in your favor. And that has been something that I don't know where I learned it from was just that, Hey, good things or bad things. I feel like it's working in my favor. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in the sense of just something as minor as the classic thing of you can't find your keys for 10 minutes, you're going to be late for the appointment. Well, fuck it might've saved your life because now you're not in that car accident that you would have been in. And then that's will kills. You that's, show, but. That, but I'd rather <laughs> die that way. Like, you know, yeah. but like, I always have that thing going for me. So when bad things happen or things don't work out, okay, I but, learned. But talk about some Let's of the big go. stuff, right? Like talk uh, about, like when I've talked about the Marine Corps and my transition and just learning how to like, you know, dude, I've, I've gone beyond my own mental capacity before. Like I've been rebuilt. I've had that help, you know, like of, of having those guys around me. Like what was your, now, what was your big one? Was it losing weight when you became a drummer and then things just started like 
clicking for you? Like you just started figuring out the reward of what work did or? Yeah. So I remember a specific moment. So all comes to fitness for sure. Um, I was overweight as a kid, 200 pounds, like in eighth grade, not a good 200 pounds, not grossly obese, like, uh, however old you are in eighth grade, what? 13 or something like that. 12, yeah. something like you were that. 200 pounds in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you were legit fat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And, and not like, you're, what are you, what are you five, six, bro? I've been like five. I called myself five and nine the other day and Megan's like, ew, don't say that. And I was like, <laughs> ew, what do you mean? Ew. So technically I do think I'm a true five ten. I'm yeah. like two inches shorter than a six foot guy, right? I'm, a, yeah. I'm like a true five ten. Yeah, um, you can't be five nine until you're as rich as Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, matter. exactly. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, lost lost weight playing the drums accidentally as a kid, and then when I my literally day one of moving to Colorado, going to Ponderosa High School, the first day I got there, kid invited me to go work out with him. He was cool. he was a guitar player. We started talking just you know music, and then hey, I'm going to the gym after school. You want to come? I'd never been to like a real gym, let alone with a buddy. I was like, yeah, sure. Bug it. Like first day of school, right? Go to his house. And that was the first time I had like pre-workout and oh yeah, uh, and it was like that friend. And I'll explode. Buddy. Yeah. Shout out to Dan Silla. It wasn't yeah. an explode, Hell but yeah, that was, the, was. that was the first time when, man, it was almost like that scene in Sandlot when he was mm-hmm. like, Hey Hold man, the glove like this, what's that hat you're wearing? Yeah. Hey, take it out. Take this shit. Right. You know, he was like, put your glove right dude, here. Yeah, I'll hit it to you. Yeah. He was totally that friend. That's cool. Um, and, uh, Man, and I remember, and we just started going every day after school. That just became our thing. And um, I remember probably about two months after that, but no intention of getting in shape. I was just going there and looking at girls and having caffeine and shit. And I went in the mirror and like flexed for the first time and saw uh, my bicep that fucking wasn't there two months ago. And dude, I literally, I felt the switch flip in my head and I realized like I have control. There was this whole like, I have control flip Mm. switch. And before, dude, I, had, I I remember one time, like, I was, like, crying. My kid, my friends were giving me such a hard time about not wearing shorts ever. Like, you know, dudes just pick on dudes did for weird shit. you have cankles shit. or what? I did have cankles. Oh, shit. I know. And I was, like, crying at night because I was, had to wear shorts the next day. And my friends would make fun of me, but I didn't like my cankles and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, choose your battle. You want to get made fun of for not wearing shorts? You want to make get made fun yeah, of for your cankles? Yep, 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 exactly. So, but I, what, how tall were you in eighth grade? Probably five nine. <laughs> I've been this height forever. Probably you not were that not tall. Five nine and no, grade. no. But I feel like I've been this tall for but two hundred pounds. Like that's you yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. I was a chunky kid. Um, chunky, but I uh, <laughs> don't use safe words. <laughs> no, I was seriously. I'll, if I show you pictures, you'd be like, hey, listen, "Yeah, you look all right." If anyone's wondering, like, why is Will fucking jabbing young <laughs> oh, Eli? Shit. I'm gonna tell you why I'm jabbing young Eli. It was just because when Eli well. and I were first grinding our real estate, this is after about two months of being in real estate. I joined up with Eli and. And we're doing our thing. And I'm just on his team. Through being on his team and him seeing me be proficient or whatever, we decided to just run things together. Uh-huh. And we had just had cash. You had already had baby Eli. Yep. Elijah. And I had cash. And Kate, you know, I think cash was probably two months old. Yep. Kate's like her body's recovering. So she's getting ready to get back into shape. So she bought a scale. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, bitch. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> I don't call you that a lot, right? Now you're a fucking bitch, right? And uh, <laughs> and she buys this, so I'm like, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I stood on this thing, and it said, like, what, 275? Some shit like that, and I'm like, no way. And, dude, we were grinding, dude. This was, oh, like, yeah. nine months of pregnancy. Now cash is too much. Like, dude, this year. You and I were literally 8 a.m., 9 a.m. to fucking 11 p.m. I mean, we were going. And stress, cortisol levels, mm-hmm. eating junk, just eating on the go. But I was still working out every day, and I was, I was strong. Yep. No wonder why I was strong, because I was yeah. heavy, right? <laughs> but I see that, and I was like, no, that ain't right. Like, it's got to be broke. So I go, Kate, can you come stand on this? Like, does it work for you? She stood on it, and she's like, yeah. You know, like, that's what I weigh at the doctors, and I'm like, all right, maybe like the spring gives out after a certain weight, you know? Which they do. So I call Eli. I go, hey, dude, do scales break? And you're like, well, I mean, everything breaks. So like, yeah, I was like, and you're like, why? I was like, well, dude, when I stand on it, I'm like 270 or something. And I think it was 275. Yeah, yeah. But I said 270. I'm already scaling back, <laughs> right? I'm already, I'm already rounding oh, down. <clears throat> and I hear... Just this laugh out of Eli's fucking face on the phone. 
and he's laughing. I'm like, bro, and you're and you're like, dude, you weigh every bit of two seventy, bro. And I was like, what? And you're like, yeah, bro. And you're like, hey, it's cool, it's okay, like. And it wasn't from a fat perspective. I swear, it yeah. wasn't from that. It yeah, was bro. you're actually big as fuck. No, you're like, no, I just love my fat friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was not that. And but. First of all, your friend's being honest to you. That's important. Secondly, it was like, yeah, dude, you're just a big fucking guy, but yeah, like, hey, man, if you want to, but if you want, I mean, if you want to, like, change it, let's do it. You know, cool. Yeah, yeah. And like, so if everyone's wondering why I'm poking junior high <laughs> Eli. because He poked uh, me, like, five shit. years ago. Now I'm done at 2.30. I did. I did. But interesting, right? Like, if just... Certain paradigm shifts. And that's cool that you got control, that though, dude. Like the whole theme, and I fr- I think about this frequently. Like I remember looking in the mirror. I remember that fucking day, the house we were at, and realizing that I have control over my life was completely fucking like game changing to me. And it started with fitness, and then that transferred over to business, and then I just realized that, hey, nothing. There's not this mystery. There's not some fucking wizard behind the thing making things work for some people and things not work for some people by pulling these levers yeah it's like if you do something long enough consistently enough if you do something consistently over a long enough period of time you will get results period shut the fuck up that's how the world works one plus one equals two right failures are along the way of course as you reach your capacity for knowing what you know which is learning yeah you fail at something like oh let's not do that again yeah it's learning yeah let's not do that again you know like but my thing like and what i want everybody to think about today before we let you guys go is like just figure out your own narrative or what you've Mm -hmm. been telling yourself and figure out like why am I trying to mitigate or or relieve or hand over discomfort it's the biggest tool you have yeah it's dude imagine trying to go to the gym and you stop every time it's about to burn they won't and you stop every time it's about to hit failure and you just do the lightweights always and the second and that's and right you when you're up. getting into progress so when you guys are in your business yeah. or whatever it may be like don't be worried about status titles none of that like do what you have to do in order to do what you what you want to do and but you got to start at like the first step is just being conscious of it and where you're doing it and then once you identify with that you got to start leaning into taking action toward how can i mitigate that and if you are looking for going more literal right not so ideological ideological here Mm -hmm. (laughs) just people in business right if you're coming to someone and asking about the opportunities that they provide at their business at their company at their brokerage if you're coming to someone and you're seeking advice and they're presenting you with some alternative options to what you currently have it's, don't be asking for fucking money. That's no. not how it works. You know when you get financial incentives yeah. is when you're building something so great and so amazing and you're sitting at your desk one day running your amazing fucking valuable company and your phone rings and someone's like, hey, we see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. We would love to have you over here. Here's yeah. what we're willing to do to get you over here because we think You've you already would built bring something. this. Fuck yeah. That's how incentives work. Yeah, but you can't go from, yeah, you just can't, right? You just, yeah, it, like if you're going to somebody and asking, like presenting up, there's no, you don't have the leverage there, dude. No. Right. You know, like Will said, like there's evidence for days that Will and Eli are here and we're doing this and we've built people like this. Yep. There's so much evidence, right. Of, of what we've done and are con- going to continue to do you. There's no evidence of anything. And just like, pay attention when you're talking, especially in like, listen, if you're talking to me, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I talk a lot or but what people don't understand except for like Eli or people that are close to me. Like I'm, I'm saying something for a reason. I'm showing mm-hmm. whether I'm showing you anger, frustration, poise, whatever I'm showing you, it's, it's for a reason. Yeah. And I'm just looking at the reactions or or the rebuttals that I get from you, and I'm analyzing who you are as a person all mm-hmm. the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I, like I know where you're at. I might know you better than you know yourself because you're still deciding to turn the other cheek toward the self reflection of what you're actually being right now. Yep. Right. You've got this version of yourself in your head. Versus the version of yourself that other people see. And like, mm-hmm. look, man, humbly, other people that have been there that have done it, they see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, hey, it's okay. Dude, just be that guy. But then yeah. take the opportunity. Don't don't try to flip the script and think that you are the opportunity, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's just some things there. But you're getting in your own way. Yep. Right? Getting in your yep. own way. But with that being said, we got to eat. I got to pee. That's I got right. to go potty. Let's do it. That's my. Uh, by the way, side note, people always laugh when I say that. I'm like, dude, I'm a dad. 
Bro. I say potty because I say potty at home. I say that in professional settings like frequently. Yeah, more me often too. than I probably should. I'm gonna go uh, take a piss. Like I'm like, no, that's gross. No, you're out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Enjoy your Friday. We love you guys. All right. Day one dollar zero. Out of here.